0: here tonight. He is busy doing assuredly something more important than this.
1: Yeah, I actually uh it was really cute. Chance uh he texted me and he said that he was actually uh there's a lot of snow on the ground where he is. Uh so he was going to like uh you know, go out and have like a nice sort of like winter wonderland day uh and just have a lot of fun, uh maybe make a fort or something. So uh we don't have a snowballs chance. Yes. And we, on, we don't have a Snowballs chance.
0: That's
2: right. Yeah, chance has right. actually moved into Santa's home and is helping make the presents. And that's yeah.
0: where he is. Chance got a, a teaching job. He teaches at the the, the Fortnite Reddit school for precocious youngsters. Mm. <laughs> I, I also attend that school. Uh, you know what? This is going to be now. This might come as a shock. A bit more of a freewheeling kind of laugh about. We got the late night sillies, and by late night I mean we are recording this at 9.43 p.m. It doesn't matter which, which day.
2: We to used to record this at 11, and I feel like we've aged yeah. so much in this one year that I'm like, oh my god.
0: Yes. Uh, it'll be our scintillating conversation that will keep Megan awake, plus a steady diet of amphetamines that Dean and I have been sending to her every single day for the last two years. We put it yeah, in a little bit of Cheese, so she eats it.
2: Is that Have why I've it. been sick for two weeks straight? Because rude. If well, that's the case.
0: Your body has to, you know, it's like your body's gonna lag as it processes the amphetamines mm. through your system. And that's okay. Uh it's been, you know what, not a great two weeks for you, Megan, but it's actually been an even worse two weeks for uh one of those crazy wild provinces, one that we don't talk about as much but one that is, you know, uh, to put it lightly, having a bad time. British Columbia, which went from (laughs) experiencing, you know, wildfires all summer to a bit of snow and now an absolutely unbelievable flood that has shut down. I'm just counting right now. Highway 1, Highway 3, Highway 5, Highway 99, Highway 8... Uh, and Highway 7, which are some major, major roadways that yeah, run through the province. The big one.
2: So, pretty sad. Yeah, yeah.
0: one yeah, is the trans, the trans Canada, trans- Canada <laughs> Highway. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah, like, uh, I'm pretty sure, like, I don't know, I, I imagine this has been remedied now, but for a portion of last week, you could not escape Vancouver. Yeah, oh. no, yeah, like, there was no way out of, of the city. Uh, yeah, by road There was no way out which is As of funny two sort days of a Kurt ago Kurt Russell sort of scenario going on
0: It's like as of two days ago Most of these highways are still closed So there still really isn't a way out And like as you look Like there's, there's pictures in the CBC article And it's not just the flooding It's fatefully the mudslides Just like me in first year It's the mudslides that'll get you
1: Yeah
0: And uh, you know what? I'm in, a, I'm in a cool, chill guy mood. Otherwise, you know, I might be concerned about the fact that uh, one of Canada's provinces experienced the worst run of wildfires it's ever had, followed by one of the worst floods it's ever had. But hey, you know what? It's not a big deal. Uh, you win some you dim some
2: yeah i I'm truly feeling for the people of bc not only because I'm pretty sure this has caused casualties um and people have actually died uh and also like you know nightmare province living with all these wildfires and floods but they, it's also helmed by an evil man, and they really have no other option vis-a-vis voting, because that's the NDP. And yeah, that's the furthest left worse. you can
1: get.
0: <laughs> and, folks, we're going to talk more about some of the other things the NDP are overseeing in British Columbia next week when we do have the beloved Mr. Chancellor back on the podcast. So, trust me, we have not forgotten about that and we will touch more on the various uh kind of like wet wetin solidarity protests and shut down canada demonstrations we've seen as well but we want to have the big man on for that Definitely. so we're just gonna look more at uh well we're just gonna like talk said, about the weather folks yeah bc <laughs> warns so they've got potentially 10 days of heavy rainfall <laughs> to come as well which you know, <laughs> that sounds excellent. I, I have to consult the experts in the CBC comment section, though. However, before I can decide anything, but BC, I think we are safe to say is going to be destroyed. And the question then becomes, what do we replace it with? We, uh, how many provinces do we have, Dean? You're the, you're the, you're the numbers guy here.
1: It varies, but I think right now we have ten
0: okay not anymore BC unfortunately it is going to sink into the ocean and another one lost to soon. the Atlanteans that's right the lost city of Atlanta is in British Columbia so we're we're just gonna go ahead and erase the westernmost part of okay, this country'll
2: make Wa it
0: easier though so that's, that's true, right you know because Alberta up. is now not landlocked but rather <laughs> they will have a whole. Whole uh, Pacific Ocean, they can just kind of like cut themselves adrift what and float. What if
1: on. it it is sort of the 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 sort of chilling, calming, mediating presence of the Pacific Ocean that makes a province, uh, a given province or state more liberal? Yeah, like it. That's an interesting that. thought. What? Yeah. What if Alberta? You know, you have like the sunny coast, uh, like right off of Calgary. Uh, what if just the fact that they have that salty air? I don't know, they can see dolphins sometimes. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, They can use all of their oil money to, like, buy jet skis, any number of things. And that will sort of, like, you know, mellow them out. Maybe they'll, like, you know, they'll grab some tune, they'll grab some weed, uh, and uh, they'll just, like, be cool. Uh, And then Saskatchewan will become uh, even more rapidly uh, reactionary (laughs) than it already is.
0: Yeah, that's true. Alberta could have, like, that West Coast lifestyle. Uh, That would be awesome. as in, like the California style thing. Where,
1: yeah, you'd have like surfers with cowboy hats. Uh, what would the stampede be called after that? Oh, they'd be eating like clam chowder. At the, uh, the
0: freak, the freaking love fest. Knowing those damn California <laughs> hippies. So, uh, do you
2: guys think that being just one province removed from the ocean makes it even more bitter than being in the middle, like Ontario, because you're like so close to having that ocean view and you're just not quite there?
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. I would say yeah, and like with America, of course, everything's bigger, so it's scaled up. So there, if you're two states away, like Texas is, then you're the the bitter, like highly conservative, uh, mm. you know, yeah. cowboy identity that we see in Alberta. Yeah. We should write a thesis about this.
2: We should. Probably. This is how geography works, actually. So
1: pretty much, you ever take you know, they, the they say geography? Uh, geography is destiny. If if you have that that beautiful sunny. Uh, you know, West Coast lifestyle. Then you will, of course, be uh, a liberal and ensure that only great things happen in your province or state. Uh, you will, you know, respect land offenders.
0: Yeah. Will. Mm.
1: Uh, Why are you specifying sure? this? <laughs> I already <laughs> I, I, know. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I should. That's without saying. Yeah, I I shouldn't even go on.
0: But that's the thing, though. If you get too lax and too caught up in this West Coast ocean lifestyle, that's when it. That's when the rain will sink you into this into the sea yeah. for for you you gotta stay in your toes. See, Alberta, they're gonna maintain enough of that reactionary bend to where that they 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 will not fall victim to the ocean. They will bring the ocean, they will bring Poseidon under heel. <laughs> I have yeah. no doubt about it.
1: it again, it's like it's Atlantis, right? Like the the people of BC, and you know, I do feel for them, but to a certain extent, like they have asked for this. Mm-hmm. Uh, because they're they're
0: snooty. They have sort of spat on the face of the sea god. They didn't uh, respect the Vancouver Grizzlies. Yeah, that was and they incredible. lost them. That Poseidon's a huge basketball guy.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he and uh, I, I he hates sort
0: of hipster donut shops. Oh, they, they really they invested hard in that, which was a mistake. That is true. Like if you, if you read any kind of like Greek mythology, it is all a, like anti-hipster screed. It's like Hercules grew his hair out, boom, put it up into a bun, and now everyone wants to kill him and hates him. I, yeah. I've never actually read any book in my life. I don't really know how to read. Yeah.
1: Well, Hercules, he got uh, a sort of like a, a big like, puffy 70s shirt because he thought it was mm-hmm. you know sort of unique and let, get him to stand out. And what happens? His wife set it on fire with him in it. Fucked oh, up. Damn.
0: Sad. I, I gotta, I gotta learn how to read. This is like crazy. I, oh, 80 millimeters of rain projected for <laughs> uh, Metro Vancouver, Howe Sound, Whistler, and the Fraser Valley. Is that I where was, the Fraser? Wait, wait, Jesse, how, how what? did you, how did you learn that? Did you interpret a, a picture? Someone or? beat oh.
2: it into his brain, actually. No, <laughs>
0: Surrey will read off headlines for me. Okay, it's well just, that's good. Enough. She's, she's shy. She's not here right now. You guys wouldn't know her, but. <laughs> Trust me, it is true. Uh, that is uh, not good. Meanwhile, Ontario, somehow we have yet to be punished for our hubris and the disgusting acts that we perpetrate on a daily basis. Well,
1: it's because we're next to the holiest of holy sites, which is the Great Lakes.
0: Oh, I thought you were going to uh, say Quebec.
1: <laughs> no, 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 no. We we have the Great Lakes, which are uh, massively important. Again, a mediating factor. Uh, we, we can... Curse and spit upon the ocean god as much as we want, uh, but we just have uh, sort of powerless freshwater deities uh, who are no match for our our industrial might. Uh,
0: uh, Dean, please do not talk shit about the big lake they call Gichigumi. You are going to get absolutely Edmund Fitzgerald if you continue <laughs> to besmirch the power of the Great Lakes. Gordon Lightfoot didn't do heroin and then write a song based on a newspaper article in 20 minutes for you to insult. The powerful Great Lakes. I,
1: I I love the Great Lakes. They shelter and protect us. It's just that I believe the Great Lakes are sort of cucks.
0: No, no. Like no, compared no, to no. the ocean? All right, you can't well. even you can't even drink the ocean though. Like, That's
1: what I'm saying. Like what what did Gord Downey say? You're not the ocean. That they're they're just not as powerful.
0: It's like they're beautiful. And they're I friends. Do. Yeah, like, I do respect that the ocean contains multiple, like, a multitude of horrors we can't actually comprehend because we just haven't explored it. I do respect that, but I don't know, man. I'm just saying the Great Lakes don't have an island made of trash in the middle of them. I feel like the ocean is taking some L's here.
2: Well, Lake Erie is, like... Completely acidified at this
0: point, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah but that's cool. In like
1: five years, you can walk across it because it's like,
0: <laughs> algae. Yeah, how is that not cooler than the ocean? It's like yeah, the ocean has salt in it, but it's like Lake Erie—you can literally set on fire.
2: Maybe you guys are <laughs> arguing the same thing, which is that like humans in the ocean are at war, and we have not stepped up the battle <laughs> we are like, yeah, Exactly.
1: exactly. What, what I'm saying, yet. I'm saying that the the Great Lakes—they're they're 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 sort of they're domesticated oceans. They just they'll deal with anything that we throw at them. Uh, oh. And that's why I can never respect them. Now, that
0: Man.
2: won't be true in like two years, but, you know,
0: <laughs> we'll see. Uh, I'm just saying people aren't going to fight a war over the ocean, but people are absolutely going to fight a war over fresh water. <laughs>
1: yes. And I will be fighting that war on the um, side of
0: China.
2: J- jokes on them. We're going to poison it before they even get to it. So <laughs> no water for anybody if we can't have it. Goodbye. How do you
0: what's Megan, what what do you think is gonna be the easiest way to poison the water? Just like general kind of like carbon or like
2: we've already done it. Like literally Lake Erie is just like not functional anymore. It
1: just is like yeah, there's a terrible place. Very, very few places on Lake Erie that you can like safely enter the water. Yeah, you're not
2: supposed to go <laughs> That's in <awesome>. it. <laughs>
0: That's, that's actually how they uh, made sure you couldn't swim in Grand Theft Auto 3. I'm not kidding. They said the water was full of oil and pollutants. So I think that's why we don't see any Olympic swimmers coming out of the Lake Erie area. Because if you try and swim it, you will instantly be wasted. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, 500 cattle have drowned in British Columbia.
2: Oh, sad. I love cows.
0: Yeah, I know. It, and the picture at the top of this article, which is the only thing I can kind of surmise... Now it is a picture of four farmers pulling a cow out of the water, but because of like the cow putting its front legs and like pushing, it it looks like they're trying to push him into the water. He's like resisting, (laughs) which is, uh, you know what? Respect to that cow, respect to all cows. I'm so sorry that you have to die so that British Columbia may sink into the sea and Alberta can become a better place. Speaking of Alberta, uh, and you know what? Speaking of beef, we talked about the beef between man and the ocean, the ocean and the Great Lakes. Well, how about a little bit of fresh Alberta beef between Canada's favorite premier, Jason Kenny, and Canada's fourth or fifth favorite guy in general, <laughs> yeah. Mr. David Suzuki? Oh,
2: That's right.
0: The S-dog.
2: I, I saw a lot, you know, targeting both of them this week. I thought they were both enemies, enemies of yeah. the week.
0: Uh, well, that's the thing. I think the, th- the outrage you saw over David Suzuki was just one specific account that Chance said uh, basically is insane. So I was like, oh, okay. I don't, I don't think David Suzuki is canceled. I don't really understand. <laughs> Who well, knows? Well,
2: okay, you tell your story, and then I'll elaborate on David Suzuki.
0: Okay, good. So Alberta Premier says, Environmentalist David Suzuki incited violence with his pipeline com- comment. If you haven't heard the comment... It was David Suzuki saying, there are going to be pipelines blown up if our leaders don't pay attention. Mm, true. Which okay. is correct. Yes. And
1: based.
2: So yeah. what I will say, this like Instagram thing that Chance sent is that David Suzuki is, you know, trying to ring some alarm bells here and be like, there's going to be serious consequences for this. But like in no universe would pipelines be blown up because that would put oil all over the environment. Like the environmental damage that would be done from blowing up a pipeline would be like absurd. So what I think what this person had a gripe with was David Suzuki sort of like fear mongering by like using like, you know, land defenders like as this sort of like, oh, they're going to do this like huge scary thing. But like, it's a very unrealistic thing thing for him to be saying um and there's obviously like you know i'm not saying land defenders are not hardcore and cool because they are and you only need to take a look at what's happening this week but i feel like david suzuki also doesn't really know what he's talking about he's just like ah bad thing will happen which like true you know david Suzuki's usually pretty cool so like i don't think he's terrible but yeah that was i I would say
1: like from my perspective when david suzuki who is a a widely trusted widely beloved Uh, you know, national figure, says something along the lines of, and, you know, I've got some op-eds that are going to go into this that'll make your fucking hair turn white. Uh, But uh, when he says something, even gesturing in the direction of radical action like Mm -hmm. eco-terrorism, I think that's pretty cool. And, you know, you could argue about specifics about whether or not, like, the... Like specific action that he gestured towards is effective or not. But just even just saying like, hey, uh, in in the most live way possible of if our leaders don't do XYZ then, you know, radical action might happen. uh, I think that's pretty good and cool. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, I can't remember the name of the the writer. I should have looked this up. Uh, But a month or so ago, there was that New Yorker writer Uh, who basically laid out a justification for eco-terrorism, saying, like, you know, it's clear after, you know, 40 years of, like, the evidence being known uh, and politicians saying that they're doing something about uh, the state of the world and the state of global warming and climate change and nothing happening. uh, The only logical response, if you want to build a future for your children, is to commit acts of violence.
0: (laughs) Mr. Uh, Suzuki, say no more. Just saying, I understand what you're you're telling me completely, Mr. Suzuki, and I'm so grateful that you are assuming legal responsibility for this.
1: That's exactly right. Do you guys have anything else to add about this or should I jump into these terrible goddamn articles?
0: I will take a look at some of the bitch-made quotes from Jason Kenny. Oh
1: yeah, please. Yeah, let me know what Kenny was saying.
0: Because this is like how can you like cite this man as being like the face of western conservatism as in like literally western canada conservatism cuz he's such a massive fucking pussy
1: yeah no i only like real men like brock crocker i think yes. he
2: just says something stupid so that like you know every time i don't hear about him for a week i just sort of assume he died well, or something so he needs to keep being in the news
1: the the he, real no, answer here, here. i i disagree i feel like the real answer here is that Uh, You you know, Suzuki, you like again, I think that what he said was cool, uh, but you could see that if you're a brain dead lib as, uh, you know, you know, putting his foot in his mouth. And Kenny sees Suzuki putting his foot in in his mouth and says, hey, I can jump on that. Get people talking about this and not the fact that I am a colossal fuck up in like in every conceivable category.
2: Yeah, that is true.
1: Uh, It's just,
0: you know, a dead cat you can throw into the room. So there's, there's two great quotes, uh, two and a half. Uh, Jason Kenney saying in response to Suzuki's, uh, quote, incitement of eco-terrorism. It's like in gangster movies where they say, uh, you know, nice little pipeline you got there. It'd be a terrible thing if something happened to it. This is totally irresponsible, he said. My God. Kenny <laughs> added that Suzuki has a track record of outrageous comments that should have led to him being, quote, canceled. Oh, wow.
1: yes. We, yes, thank you, thank Tumblr you. libs, just yeah.
0: saying. <laughs> Do your thing, Twitter. Uh, this is this is the language that you love to use, and it is being used by a a dough faced simpleton who is hell bent on destroying the planet.
1: Yeah, who also like at the drop of a hat would complain about anyone else uh in his social circles being canceled for i don't know owning a slave or something i'm
0: gonna be straight up with you if i ever had a chance to talk with jason kenny he would kill himself <laughs> so
2: like jason kenny works every day I, that's worthy of like quote unquote canceling so i don't even understand why he would bring it up other than i guess what dean said of just like trying to i don't know deflect but
1: we do it's need deflecting and it's also like it's You know, the word cancel has already been meaningless for two years. Yeah. But it's just, it's another way that you can, like, co-opt the language of the left or of, like, you know, liberals or just the media class in general. And just, like, wear away at, like, it actually having any power or effectiveness. It's like, oh, like, uh, I've canceled uh, my Uber driver because he you know, forgot the marinara sauce in my order. You know, it's just like, make sure that nothing
0: means anything. That's not even Uber Eats. The guy was just Italian who was driving you. <laughs> yeah,
1: that's right.
2: And you just assumed he would have some. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Speaking of the cancel culture not being real, Louis C.K. just won a Grammy like two days ago. What? Yeah.
1: I think, no, he was nominated.
2: Oh, okay. Maybe not. I thought he won Yeah, he was nominated.
0: Album. Yeah, oh. the C.K. stands for cancel culture with like the Nazi spelling. That's right. Uh, Suzuki told CBC News he does not condone blowing up pipelines. And then as Dean touched on, he was just saying, you know, this is a rat. This is a, a, the eventual end step. And Suzuki added that if you look at the people at Ferry Creek, what are they doing? They're fighting to protect Mother Earth. And the violence is all coming from the forces that want to maintain the status quo, referring to the anti-blogging protests. Suzuki said he feels that Kenny is deflecting from the important issue of climate change by making things political, as well as knocking the credibility of critics. He doesn't discuss climate change at all. These pe- it's always, these people are against the Alberta economy or they're foreign-funded radicals, he said. Which, just
2: being uh, against the Alberta economy, just yeah. theoretically, like, that's your <laughs> yeah. driving force. In why would, yeah. I why wake would a up foreign and,
0: yeah. I want
1: radical to make sure <laughs> that nobody in Edmonton makes more than 10K.
0: Could you imagine being some guy from, like, Bosnia and you're like, I can't <laughs> wait to cash a check so that we can destroy the nascent we- Wexit government in their economy? <laughs> That's awesome. God. Jason Kenny might have 33 IQ points. But, Dean, I'm curious to see what some of the other gremlins and goblins have to say about this.
1: Yeah, there are no fewer than two uh, National Post articles about this. Uh, there could have been some from the Globe and Mail, uh, but the Globe and Mail just will not allow me to read their articles anymore, uh, which is why I've been sticking to the, the NPTP for a while. You have been blocked
0: by <laughs> exactly. the Globe and Mail.
1: Uh, but uh, I, I'll just, uh, you know, cobble together uh, some quotes that I found from these two articles. Uh, I'm not going to lie to you. Reading this, like, legitimately hurt my brain. Uh, so if you are listening... And you're, you know, aiming to have like a semblance of a good day. Uh, don't stop listening. Just turn the volume down. We still need your your view. Uh, but we have an article here from Tasha Karidin. David Suzuki's blow blown up pipelines comment is winking. Is a winking incitement at eco-terrorism. Um, they open with this quality line. It's official. David Suzuki has jumped the shark. okay Okay. only only took him 85
0: years damn
2: (laughs) i feel like they're what they're misinterpreting as winking is him like you know desperately flailing his arms in the air it's not like he's trying to be subtle he's saying an insane comment because that's like the reality of like (laughs) violence is going to happen whether you like it or not and he's trying to alert you not trying to be like hey guys i'm secretly condoning you to do this thing like
1: Yeah. And if you wanted to be utilitarian about it, you know, blowing up pipelines and the violence of of that action, uh, you know, could be seen as mitigating, uh, you know, the neo feudal sort of neo neolithic uh, wars that are to come uh, over, you know, the last scrap of elk meat in Alberta in 100 years. But anyway, uh, Tasha goes on. Uh, Tasha's hideous cauldron.
0: There uh, uh, it is. Yeah,
1: <laughs> goes on to describe what we've already been talking about, like the whole situation and Kenny's comments, uh, and then compares. Uh, okay, you you have an article to write. Uh, you need to get some buzz about David Suzuki. Uh, you want to get people angry. Who do you compare
0: him to? Go. Um. Uh, uh, it's twenty twenty one. Squid Games. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Ninja, Fortnite well, school. Like
2: when that Australian prime minister compared the coronavirus to the Croods. So it's the Croods, probably.
1: Uh, all good crudes. guesses. No, you should have gone with our number one. It's President Donald Trump.
0: Oh, oh no. This,
1: David Suzuki is like Donald Trump uh, in that he's winkingly inciting violence. Uh, ah. Like the mob that stormed the Capitol. Because it, it all comes back to January 6th, folks. Everything is January 6th forever.
2: Wow, that did break a lot of yeah. people's brains, eh? That's funny.
0: <laughs> well, yeah. That's awesome. We should have a climate January 6th. Yeah. When
1: man. when your aunt uh, comes to uh, your American Thanksgiving, which I all know our viewers host, when she comes 15 minutes early uh, and is complaining about how hot it is in your house, that's exactly like January 6th.
0: Mm. I really do. Just a quick aside. I, I told Dean and Megan this uh, in a group chat, but I had a discussion with both my parents, and they were they they got angry at me when I said that January 6th should happen every year. And I just want to make it be known that I do earnestly believe that you should let uh, the QAnon people, the real estate agents, and the off-duty cops run around the Capitol and just see how many of them pop like a coronary.
1: Yeah, I I would say even like you know a yearly thing is. Uh, you know, that's conservative. I think that, it, like, it should be, like, a casual Friday.
0: Yeah, every week? That'd be pretty cool.
1: Yeah. And, like, it's you a- know, the congressmen can wear whatever they want to. It'll be fun. Just sort
0: of vibes. You can maybe have a keg. Team event. You can have costumes. He already had, the you know, some guys, like, the QAnon Sean. I like that. I yeah, think that, that guy got
2: charges late, I think, uh,
0: Yeah. recently. Yeah, he's going away forever. Um, Three years. But, like, when you are in... QAnon you know you have mobility scooters and you haven't talked to anybody that isn't insane like three years could be enough to kill him he may die in custody oh yeah anyways uh Donald Trump David Suzuki two guys that are famously alike yeah exactly the same
1: uh Tasha you know goes on to explain what eco-terrorism is talks about you know friend of the show Ted Webster's
0: dictionary (laughs) defines (laughs) eco-terrorism
1: literally exactly that uh (laughs) And, uh, you know, uh, complains about uh, a, a Trudeau hiring someone who was arrested uh, as uh, environmental minister or whatever. Well, um, what another they arrested for? I, I don't know. I don't pay attention to
0: anything. I mean, to be else. fair, if, if he hired like Robert Pickton, <laughs> <laughs> we're going to pardon him and he's going to be the minister of the environment. You know what? She might have a point.
1: Uh, here's a great quote, though. Uh, Suzuki also has five children. Something instin- Uh-oh. extinction Uh-oh. rebellion. <laughs> oh, we should we should uh, mention uh, Suzuki was speaking at an, an extinction rebellion uh, event, uh, who uh, are almost certainly a CIA operated uh, organization. I do agree. Do you remember the remember- defang the environmental mu- movement?
0: Do you remember their one demonstration where like. Paint your hands red, and then when you get a arre- and get arrested, so you're caught red-handed. Yeah, when
1: you and do something, and doing so will stop the oil companies.
2: Okay, so, yeah. but getting arrested is like you know better than what I do, which is nothing most of the time. I I feel like I can't.
1: You're right. Like, that's a really be, salient uh, political action. I to get yourself arrested for no reason, having accomplished nothing.
2: Well, I don't know. I they're mostly like young people. I feel like. I honestly don't have that much gripe with them, but I also their response to this was funny. Um, the leader of like some group of them in B.C. was like, no, David Suzuki's right. Like um, us in our movement, we're nonviolent and we wouldn't do anything. But, you know, we can't stop other people from doing stuff. And it's not just blowing up pipelines. They're going to kill politicians. <laughs> it was like, oh, OK. And they published that in a newspaper, which is funny. Message
0: received. So say no more. Wild. Uh, the
1: quote goes, Suzuki also has five children, something Extinction Rebellion would no doubt frown on, having inspired the birth strike movement of women who refuse to reproduce as to not exacerbate climate change. Again, this is a CIA funded organization. Uh, I have no proof of this. I just believe it in my heart. Uh, what it's, a
0: ridiculous
1: fucking <laughs> Yeah, idea. exactly. It's like they, they just say it's the exact same thing with PETA. PETA is another CIA op made to like make the most like logical eat most easily empathetic stance I don't want to hurt animals or I want to protect the planet uh seem ridiculous and whiny and over the top so you can just like easily put it out of your mind and like write off anyone who thinks like that as crazy and just go on with your terrible fucking American life.
0: Also, what is this woman talking about? Yeah, he has five children. He's 85. He had these children before Extinction Rebellion even exist. <laughs>
1: yeah. And, like, uh, again, uh, having children uh, is the worst thing that you could do. Uh, and uh, Suzuki is a hypocrite for not believing in exactly what, again, like 20-year-olds I don't really understand the logic there. They end the article saying... Uh, You know, Suzuki should be spending his efforts, you know, promoting things that are being done in the public and private sectors uh, to, you know, new technologies that could help save the planet with green energy. Uh, So food for thought, David. Keep that in mind.
0: Yeah. And stop fucking dicking down and squirting out kids. All right, David, the birth strike (laughs) is on. I don't want your extremely virile 85 year old cum creating any more children or if it is please impregnate me tasha the (laughs) the host of the red scare podcast (laughs)
1: you can meet me at uh alex
0: jones's (laughs) ranch that's right come watch my movie about jeffrey epstein that critics have called a waste of time and please please by hbo max that's right uh you
2: guys ever seen young david suzuki
0: no, but I'm going no. Can to he look get that. it?
2: I'll send it right now in the chat. You have to look. Yeah, he can uh, definitely get it. Oh my god! Yeah.
0: he is. He is fucking etched here. And look yeah, at this.
1: Can
0: that's we use problem. this as the episode picture? Like, look at the oh. fish he's holding as well. Yeah, that's
1: that's a good one for me.
0: David Suzuki is holding up legitimately a ninety-seven pound fish.
1: Yeah. Uh he, he looks I, I like, like Goku, Goku I know women Dragon Ball. Women in general don't like it when a man has like a, a photo of him holding up a fish in his Yeah, but mile. this one would work. This is the exception.
2: A like fifties style photo. I I'm need going, to find this exact he's 85. picture. He's eighty five. When would he have been twenty-five? Let's uh,
1: nineteen ninety.
2: <laughs> mm-hmm. Don't think so. Sorry.
1: Okay, so this is another one also in the National Post. Published a couple days after the last Suzuki hit piece. Uh, this one is by John Robinson, uh, who John
0: Robson.
1: John Robson, pardon me.
0: Yes, um, he of Robson Arms fame. Woo, that's right. There's some Canadian content for you.
1: That's right. This guy is a dweeb and a dork. He's got a barcode bangs haircut. He's got to be in his seventies. Uh, if not, that just that. Oh, easily.
0: Do well. yeah, no, this guy looks ancient.
1: Uh, and he has an article titled, David Suzuki's uh, blown up pipelines comment symbolizes a lawless left. <laughs>
0: oh, okay.
1: Ooh. Robson goes over, uh, like lays out the foundation of what we've said here and Kenny's whining. Uh, and then basically his, his uh, thesis here is that the left uses backwards logic uh, and sort of like fanciful political ideologies as an excuse to justify the violence that they want to visit on everyone that they don't like.
0: Okay, uh, projection one, just straight <laughs> yeah. up. Yeah. Uh,
1: so for example, he says, uh, or the peaceful pipeline protesters on whom the authorities declared war for no better reason than stealing and vandalizing heavy machinery and destroying roads on which some grubby workers depend on for oppres- oppressive luxuries such as food and water.
0: <sighs> Yeah, I, that, that's why they destroyed the roads. By the way,
1: <laughs> cool. Yeah, it's funny. Like the the left, like just doesn't understand the plight of the working class logger uh, mm-hmm. who is you know casually beating the shit out of a fifteen year old uh, who is chained to a tree.
0: Mm-hmm. And that's not even on the job site. That's just yeah. in their regular home life. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's uh, first off. I, like the an average leftist is not going to advocate for violence I advocate advocate for violence not because I'm a leftist but because I love violence yeah it's like it's no. important to realize that I just watched are, too many
1: John woo movies this can't be blamed on my politics.
0: Yeah. And that's the thing. It's like most people are just like, oh, yeah, you know, like I'd like us to treat the environment better. I'd like everyone to have access to health care. It's like the only left. He's clearly listened to the show and he's clearly talking to me specifically because it's like I am the most violent leftist, certainly in this podcast. Uh, and you know what? I'm glad that John Robson listens. I, one of a dozen people or so that does it. But he's, you know an absolute dullard. Bathwater temperature kind of ideas.
1: Yeah, that's that's a very that's a very diplomatic way of describing uh how I think his mental status is. Uh I mean, he goes he goes on to discuss uh the various political ideologies uh, that leftists use to legitimize their bloodlust. Uh, he brings up Proudhon, he brings up Bader Meinhoff, he brings up 19th century anarchism
0: uh which all justifies (laughs) uh, awesome nice man 19th century anarchism it's 2021 man (laughs) good poll
1: and he like he has another uh brain dead little uh fantasy of how leftism works here where he says uh swarm the nordstrom for social justice And if anyone tries to stop you, well, they've declared war on you. So bust their head in with a skateboard or something. And then when they hit back, blame white supremacy.
2: (laughs) Is that a reference to like, oh my God, the guy that killed people that just got found not guilty. What's his name?
1: Oh, he brings up Rittenhouse later. Don't worry.
2: Because one of the guys Rittenhouse killed just had a skateboard that was like the whole thing. So that's like extremely like he's calling leftist violent. This man's insane.
1: Yeah, well, he, he goes on to like talk about like the sort of delusions of grandeur that are, you know, sort of uh, integral to the leftist ideology where he says he admits, yeah, Rittenhouse was a stupid kid for bringing a gun, but the people he sh-, quote, but the people he shot at were far more stupid and vicious mm-hmm. Because they attacked a the man with a gun in the apparent belief that their wokeness made them bullet as well as reproach reproach proof. Okay. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm, this really is really this dangerous. is the point of the article. Yeah, victims of yeah. Murder. yeah, this is the point of the article where I began drinking. Yeah, it's so oh, I am sorry, folks. Where was this anything. published again? The National Post. Oh
2: I my have, like
1: <laughs> I have nothing funny to say about this. There's no like I don't even have any like interesting insight into the mind of the kind of person who would write this, this person is like simply mentally deficient. This is a <laughs> yeah, person that, and that is my generous take because like, if you write something like that uh, and you understand the ramifications of writing something like that, and it's not because you are mentally deficient, then I, I don't even know how to describe you or evil beyond reproach. Uh, much like you accuse us as I guess. What the fuck, man?
2: Yeah, like this seems a lot worse than even like what the National Post normally publishes. Like this is just sort of evil. Well, um, that's
0: that's because they're, they're they're special boys in the news. So this is like the only time they're gonna get a chance to post this.
2: This is insane.
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah. Evil, evil article. The man is not smart.
1: Yeah. That, Unrelated no- note though. Uh, in you the have his address? Paragraph. Oh. <laughs> 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 Unrelated, but he lives at. Uh, in the next paragraph here, he says he's friends with David Frum. I don't
2: hear.
0: Oh, oh that's awesome. David Come, Yeah.
2: Uh, why would you write that and publish it? Like, okay.
0: uh, hey, anyway. Because he's a million. There's no reproach for him. Because nobody reads the National Post. He's not going to get canceled for writing this. It's like, could yeah. you imagine we a 13-year-old? <laughs> We're the youngest people to have ever read the National Post. <laughs> Could you imagine like 13-year-olds on TikTok being like, y'all, we got to cancel the guy from Robson Arms.
1: I don't know how much longer that's going to be true because I feel like this aged me about 30 years. (laughs) Yeah,
0: you're my age now. That's right. You're 13. That's that's right. Uh, 13 going on 30. Uh, 30 going on 13.
1: (laughs) Okay. We should. Uh, Okay. (laughs) Okay. We have to do a special where it's 13 going on 30, but just starring Jesse.
0: Yeah, that'd be great. That would be really good. <laughs> you know, it does have to be a visual medium, though, for the jokes to really hit home. Unless so. you unless you have me just talk about obscure stuff from, like, 2000.
1: <laughs> well, we'll we'll workshop that. Yeah. Uh, but uh, moving on, I have here just the worst sentence uh, in this article. I'll just read it verbatim. Let us instead reflect that to many people... The world appears to be going to perdition in a wicker container.
0: Oh, okay, that's awesome. That's so that, epic.
1: That's, oh God. I can't, like, you know, he was so proud of himself when he wrote that. Again, bathtub water level intellect here.
0: Yeah, uh, that, that is something that you write in a paper thinking you're smart. When he's you're like smart 50.
2: and funny, guys. This guy's a <laughs> package.
0: Yeah, and he's got he's got a hot pageboy haircut at seventy nine years old. And <laughs> Dean, he uh, believe wear it or not, the same sweaters as you though. Sorry. To yeah, that you. that is rough. Also, a little known fact about him: he's the guy from Reddit that has two penises.
2: <laughs>
0: okay, that is official. He moves on to uh, expand
1: uh, this sort of this lawlessness and this bloodlust uh, that the left that the left has in their most radical circles to just the whole world entirely. The, mm. the main reason that the world is going to perdition in a wicker container is because of the lawlessness that is, uh, you know, allowed by liberals. Uh, quote, like flash mobs looting California stores oh. because shoplifting was basically decriminalized I while just local politicians denied any connection.
0: I haven't heard someone use flash mob in that context in so long. I thought he was talking about the Harlem Shake.
2: Yeah, but that's what it, flash mob is a dance. Like, I don't think he's, yeah. just, just like I, I a know. mob is a word, but. Yeah,
1: he just, like, his daughter that doesn't talk to him anymore, that was the last thing that she was interested in. Yeah, in, in like 2008. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, you know, like you know, famously, did you guys read actually the L.A. Times when they said that shoplifting was allowed?
0: Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, that that was yet another thing passed in wacky Gavin Newsom's California. So I can understand why John Robson, who I think lives in Toronto, would be so Ottawa concerned about it. Oh, that's even worse. Yeah, Jesus, you have to be sick in the head to live in Ottawa. That's just in true. In general, I'm sorry. <laughs> that is true.
1: Yeah, so he goes on, he has to bring up Trump and say that the left has reacted to Trump in the wrong way by becoming more reactionary. Mm -hmm. Um, And then he he ends the piece thusly. If you are appalled at the rise of the populist right, please try to remember that ordinary people hate disorder, especially flavored with hypocrisy and scorn. Given your acute awareness of your mental and moral superiority, which this piece does not drip of by at all, by the way. Sorry, that was realizing. <laughs> uh, surely you can win the hearts and minds without cheap shots, let alone cheap
0: threats. Uh, no. No, I cannot. <laughs> uh, I'm going to bring the mood up. I've got something that I. Okay, yeah, please have do, because
1: that was really harrowing.
0: So after talking about John Robson and not issuing any threats, see, covered our bases. People don't even know what's been cut. Uh, <laughs> we want to return to a long running story, something that has gripped our attention essentially for the last three and a half months, which is the the odyssey of the perplexingly named. I still don't understand why it's named this Jack J.A.K.K. Tuesday's Sports Bar. I'm assuming he's a fan of Jack and Daxter. That's the only reason for the spelling.
1: Yeah. And uh, like,
0: you know, all the power to him because those games do rule. Yeah, they're pretty good. So Jack Tuesday's owner, Kelly Hale, we've talked about a few times. I thought he was just trying to get in on like the Adam Skelly. You remember the barbecue place that wouldn't close during the height of the (laughs) first wave of the pandemic? How quaint it seems now. Oh, my God. Yeah, (laughs) that seems like a a real. But like I haven't seen. I haven't seen any GoFundMes for Kelly Hale yet. But that could change because he went to court to get the court order lifted uh, and essentially in the lead up to this. A lot of very stupid things happen. I'm just going to refer to this article from the Kingston Whig Standard. So on November 10th, so two weeks ago from the time of recording, Kelly Hale changed the address on his driver's license to 642 Progress Avenue, which is the location of Jack Tuesdays, claiming that it is now his residence. And as such, he is able to have alcohol be served there.
1: That's how
2: well, that that's works. That's how that works. Yeah. Uh,
0: yes. <laughs> So that went about as well as you would imagine. Also, uh, I can't remember if I mentioned this on the show last week, but somebody quit their job at KGH over the vaccine thing and became the door person at Jack Tuesdays as well, which fantastic staffing there. That's a there. job
2: upgrade, actually. Um, That's right. So that-
0: as, as a fellow bouncer, uh, first <laughs> off, respect the thin black line. Uh, anyways. The Kingston police, accompanied by a sheriff's officer and a locksmith, went to Jack Tuesdays to put Superior Court Justice Graham Mew's order into effect. They removed Hale and a small group of his supporters who were still inside at 5.30 a.m. on Remembering Day. So there were 15 people camped out at Jack Tuesdays, which, just so the people at home remember, is not open... (laughs) as a restaurant or bar anymore because a he lost his liquor license and then b they just shut it down citing public health concerns but there were 15 people camped out in there along with kelly hale himself that the police essentially had to go clear out
2: so that they could close the the police this is an awesome cause to dedicate this much time to go these people really focusing (laughs) on the hard-hitting issues
0: here and the Justice Graham Mew, which I believe you can only see Justice Mew if you stand at the bottom of the map near a truck. Uh, yeah. Woo. <laughs> oh, now that's a reference.
1: That's a Vermillion uh, City jokes, folks. That's
0: right. Uh, he ended up being there as well to serve the court order. Uh, so when he arrived on scene, this is what happened. Under COVID-19 rules that have been in effect at the Frontenac County Courthouse since the pandemic was declared, only 15 spectators were allowed into the second-story courtroom's open public gallery. Oh sorry, this is at the trial, not at the at the restaurant itself. I misread. Four members of the initial group that entered the Frontenac County Courthouse declined to wear masks. They were warned before Justice Mew entered that they'd be asked if they had medical exemptions, that they may be asked to disclose the basis for those exemptions as well. So essentially, they're like, we're not wearing the mask. Okay, do you have a medical exemption? If so, we need to ask why, etc., etc. The judge did ask and offered face masks to anyone who didn't have an exemption and wasn't wearing one. For a long moment, no one spoke. Then one woman and a man declared themselves medically exempt and were given leave to remain. A third spectator, a man, tried to enlist the judge in a debate and was told to leave.
1: That's so funny. Oh my god. (laughs) And this is the problem with our today's society. Like, not only is it ruled by lawless leftist thugs uh, who seek to steal and rob for seemingly no reason. uh, There's, whenever you try to, you know, actually eke out a modicum of justice... Uh, You can't even use facts and logic.
0: Yeah, no. It it really says a lot about society when you can't debate the judge. Uh, Socrates would be spinning in his grave. So it, it continues from there. They honestly, the tone in which this article is written is so dry and deadpan that like, it is clear that they, they realize the, hu- the humor and the comedy of the situation. This article <laughs> did actually make me laugh. For instance, noting, and this did not need to be noted, their vacant seats were soon claimed by people wearing masks. <laughs> Which is just like a little detail that is really funny to me. Kelly Hale acted as his own lawyer, and in his opening address to the judge, he demanded that his hearing be transferred from open court to Zoom because he said the lawyers and judges' masks made it difficult to hear. Right. He further demanded that a jury hear his case because judges, he declared, are appointed and paid by the government and therefore incapable of being impartial. Okay. So, j- Justice Mew would note that they are behind plexiglass screens and that he can remove his mask to address Kelly Hale's concerns. Uh, He also instructed Hale that as a matter of law, juries aren't available on every matter that comes before the courts and that their availability isn't a simple matter of preference. As an afterthought, he informed Hale that technically he was appointed by the crown and that impartiality is a job requirement. He could have, but didn't add under the constitution, that the judiciary is separate from and independent of both the government in terms of power and the legislative branch of the government. Which I also think is a funny thing where the author is like, yeah, he could have said this, but didn't. because The author
2: uh, is like, yeah, the... Owner of the bar failed grade 10 civics, but yeah,
0: exactly. This man (laughs) is an idiot. Uh, Hale asked what evidence there was that unvaccinated people cause greater spread of the disease than vaccinated people. Which is a, an absolutely great question show me two years into a pandemic. Uh, there's another prime quote here. Essentially, this is just like a breakdown of the blow by blow inside the court. A lot of it, which is not super interesting, but it is kind of funny to watch Kelly Hale just completely misunderstand every section of the law.
2: I wait. Uh, I want to go back for a second to that, like, show me the evidence thing, because like, anyone could it's just i feel like he's in his little facebook bubble where people make posts all the time that says there is no evidence that unvaccinated people are spreading the virus but yeah. there is it's just that they keep <laughs> so posting much. that there's not so they th- they like you know take it as factual as i do with many facebook posts but then they go to a judge and say like show me the evidence and then the judge literally in one second could be like okay can someone pull up any article please
1: but also a, a, that is not a judge's job to con- no obviously <laughs> but like, it's so <laughs> stupid
0: Another great quote. So addressing one of Hale's arguments for retaining accents to his pub under the Residential Tennessee Act, the judge told him, you don't have a residential lease. You have a commercial lease.
2: It's still (laughs) a business. I don't understand. (laughs) What Uh, is this guy thinking? He read like one legal
0: document in his life. Oh, absolutely. So they're basically saying that the restraining order, he has a restraining order against his own restaurant, which is a new level of like elite dumb guy. I've never seen that before. I've never seen Wait. someone have a restraining order against the building itself, not anybody in it.
2: Wait, how did that work? Wait, I'm sorry, you, there's no so way right? he would get a restraining he's order not, granted for that. Like, what? Yeah, what is he's he not that la-
0: because Jack Tuesday shares. It's like a resi- It's like a commercial unit with other properties and like other businesses. So he is banned from going to Jack Tuesdays because they know he's just gonna open it and run it.
2: Oh he to
0: he sorry,
2: I thought you, but, you were saying yeah. that he got a restraining order against a building. Like he was no, saying the awesome. building cannot come anywhere near me. I was like, What? I, I like, yeah, like
1: like like there there might just actually be a guy called Jack Tuesday. Yeah, like, <laughs> what is
2: happening? Oh man.
0: So essentially a deal was like they basically told him they're like, Look, as long as you have Any kind of access, like, we just can't let you have access to this building, because we know you're just going to open your shitty, terrible restaurant. Uh, He told Justice Mew, noting that if Jack Tuesday's tenancy was to be dissolved, there would be no further reason to encumber the building. In the interim, the health unit would support a variation of the judge's order by permitting the medical officer of health to hand the keys of the building back to Limestone Property Management. So, essentially, uh, they can have the keys back under the understanding that the door of Jack Tuesday's remains locked indefinitely. (laughs) Fun. Uh, So Justice Mew told Kelly Hale that the rights are balanced by responsibilities and suggested that he can't convincingly claim opposition on principle to acting as an agent for the government when, as a business person, he acts as an agent for the government every time he collects HST. (laughs) So this guy is, admittedly, just completely destroying him. Uh, So here's the the note, though. So the challenge was dismissed, and then uh, Kelly Hale was issued or ordered to pay the legal fines for this which includes two thousand dollars for a locksmith that was secured on short notice and off hours to accomplish the initial emergency court order so making a locksmith go to work at 5:30 a.m and then also public health was seeking only partial repayment but the amount itemized for the court totaled twenty thousand eight hundred thirty two dollars and fourteen cents cool so he went to the court to get a court order overturned and left with a $22,000 bill. (laughs) And I haven't seen any GoFundMes pop up yet. I'm actually going to search Jack Tuesday GoFundMe. We're going to do this live. And we're going to see if anything has popped up. No. No. There is, oh, I'm on there their is Facebook no. page
2: and people are just clowning on him on his own post, like, quoting the judge saying, like, the judge apparently in this course said, I can see there are misconceptions on your part as <laughs> yeah. to how law works. And people just keep <laughs>
0: that at him. It's like, it, this is one of the funnier things to have happened here in it a long It is so time. funny. Wow. I see what you mean. It's like a
2: lighthearted story. I love it.
0: That's why I was like, I am hoping we could save this to the end. Yeah, let's, uh, so, Kelly Hale, doing a fantastic job. Uh, Rita Paul, who apparently is a flower based on her Facebook profile, says, Wish I was closer to the support this establishment. Which <laughs> it's is, closed, <laughs> boo. <Yep>. You can't. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. Rita, you're <laughs> going to have to I'm lay roots I'm to drive three else. hours so
1: I can sit outside the front door of a closed bar.
2: She's going to e-transfer this dude, and he's going to just, like, hand her a Bud Light from his garage or something.
0: <laughs> oh, man. Thank you so much. Uh, I'm actually going to read the author's name because they did a fantastic job. Thank you, Susan Yanaga- For you're, you're
2: terrible with names. Oh my
0: yeah. <laughs> Susan Yanagisawa. There it is. That's pretty good. Uh, Susan Yanagisawa for writing a detailed blow-by-blow with some truly fantastic choice quotes. Uh, you are the first good journalist in the history of the world. So congratulations to you for that. Nice. Uh, Kelly Hale, keep up the good fight, brother. I hope you continue to take uh, (laughs) battles to the court, and I hope it continues to be publicly reported on so I can continue to uh, run this podcast. Cool. Well, any other closing thoughts for today? No, you know what? I think, you know what, we really... We really turn nothing into something, there, folks, and that is the uh, the magic of podcasting.
1: That's what we do, baby. That's, That's right. right. We managed and to fill an hour uh, with our voices
0: without <laughs> the smartest person, as well.
1: <laughs> Alrighty,
2: thank you for listening. We'll see you next week, and bye bye.
0: Bye bye.